I came across a post from a friend of mine who shared a post from someone who believes that 50 Cent and Azealia Banks are both equally bad and repulsive people, but the only difference between them two is that Azealia Banks gets flagged for her remarks because it's supposedly become normal for hip-hop fans to denigrate black women. To put her in the crowd of black women who go through such a travesty is disingenuous. No one is arguing that they both aren't repulsive people with their commentary. What is being argued is why one supposedly gets more mistreatment than the other. And that reason by and large is because people tend to sympathize with their favorite artists. If you make good music, then people will feel some sort of sympathy for you. Being a fan, fan of an artist sometimes leaves you with an attachment to that artist. On the other hand, if you start beefing with celebrities before your first album or mixtape comes out, then you're going to be regarded as some attention seeker. Hip-hop fans know 50 Cent for being a bully within the genre. He was a bully before social media. It's not like he could get chastised by others online at the time because social media didn't exist when he started his career. So if anything, 50 Cent couldn't diss anyone on social media because there was no such thing as social media in 2003. It's not hard to see the number of beefs he's gotten himself into outside of hip-hop. Case in point, him and Floyd Mayweather are going at it right now. Not that long ago, he trashed Terry Crews after he spoke out about him being a victim of sexual assault. And he made some tasteless jokes about Tierra Marie for getting exposed by her ex-boyfriend in a sex tape. And his oldest son has called him out on social media for being an absent father for most of his childhood. All heinous things. I'm not defending his actions, and I would argue most aren't. He's universally mocked and criticized. But this is for those that subscribe to the narrative that she's getting discriminated because of her skin color and gender. You would rather criticize the people, often black men, who call her crazy, but not talk about the reason why she is labeled as crazy. It has everything to do with the countless Twitter beefs that she has embroiled herself in over and over. When you beef with Erica Badu of all people, you know you're crazy. She has burned a lot of bridges, arguably more than Iggy Azalea. Another artist that's well disliked by the rap community, but I don't see them pouring any sympathy towards her. People who make prejudice and bigoted remarks at celebrities typically don't garner a lot of sympathy when they are down on their luck. 50 Cent isn't calling Zayn Malik a Punjab or Curry Scented. For us to be focusing on these two artists, it's strange that the music from, from them wasn't discussed when that is the reason why we know 50 Cent and, oh wait, you probably never heard uh, her music. But you read one of her vapid tweets. Here's another major difference between 50 Cent and Azealia Banks. By and large, people go to 50 Cent to listen to his music, watch his videos on Instagram, watch Power, or they keep up with his next business moves. 50 Cent has one album that will most likely be deemed a classic if it hasn't already. Meanwhile, Azealia Banks' album... I mean, meanwhile, Azealia Banks has one forgettable album, but I'm sure one can remember the last Twitter beef she's gotten herself into. Do you know anyone that genuinely checks out music from Azealia Banks? And let me emphasize that this is not a popularity contest. I'm only focusing on the amount of critical acclaim that 50 Cent has had within his career versus Azealia Banks. Last year, there was an op-ed from Pitchfork of all places, a source I regularly go to for music reviews, called Azealia Banks and the Double Standard of Mental Illness. It acknowledges a few Facebook posts from her and verses from her song Soda 
that illustrate the insanity and instability that she causes. It also points out that the media has been silent about this issue. And while I agree with that particular sentiment, her talking about it on a few Facebook posts on a song off an album that most people don't listen to anymore or never listen to is not evidence to support the perception that Azealia Banks is a broken black woman. But what the writer is trying to paint to the reader is that her pain is being ignored while Kanye West and Kid Cudi get a lot of support from people. Maybe the difference in which she is treated in comparison to Kid Cudi is true, but the writer doesn't provide any evidence to prove that it has anything to do with gender or color. Kid Cudi wears mental illness, depression, and sadness on his sleeve. It's all in his discography. Kid Cudi's fans go to him to hear that type of pain, while Azealia Banks fans follow her desperation for attention and trolling. As for Kanye, I understand if we're talking back when he showed his support for Trump, he came out unharmed in the process. There were people rationalizing his decision, but then he got universally mocked when he said that slavery was a choice. Okay, look, we go to these guys for music. Yes, their level of critical acclaim varies, but at least they all have some music worth remembering in the future. People still talk about Kid Cudi's well-received mixtape, A Kid Named Cudi, 10 years after its release. We still talk about his Man on the Moon album because of how genre-bending it was at, the at a time when it wasn't standard to hear a mainstream singer-slash-rapper speak about depression, sadness, and mental illness. Kanye has one game-changing album after another. And Azealia Banks? Crickets. If there's a double standard, it's right here. When you're a fan of an artist, you're most likely going to sympathize with that person even if what they've done is immoral, illegal, or inexcusable. Look at Chris Brown or DMX. DMX beat up his uh, wife and continues to get in trouble with the law. Chris Brown beat up Rihanna and has had a number of times in trouble with the law. But they still have fans and receive sympathy from them. There are still fans of them even after getting in trouble with the law countless times. The reason no one sympathizes with Azealia Banks is because nobody wants to. Within this whole episode, I haven't mentioned anything about how good her music is because she doesn't have any albums or projects in general worth remembering. No good music and having a frequency tweeting bigoted remarks to celebrities will get you little to no compassion from people. Let me ask you a series of questions. One, have you ever heard of Azealia Banks? If so, how did you hear about her? Was it from her music? If so, then congrats. You are one of the arguably few who genuinely care about her, her music. If not, then you probably saw her beefing with one of your favorite artists. I always thought artists let their art do the talking, not their tweets. It's gotten to the point that fans connect with her desperation for attention instead of, you know, her music. She's a spectacle. She's the little girl who cries racism. While there are serious cases of racial discrimination elsewhere, her constant accusations of racism always paint a, paint a narrative of false victimhood and pettiness. On an episode of Wild and Out, she was a train wreck because of jokes made about her. 
Let me emphasize that she was on a comedy show and got upset because people were making jokes about her. The game they first played is called was called So Fly, but then it changes to So Petty. For those that don't know, a player has to make a joke about how fly, or in this case, how petty, their team captain is. Azealia Banks is the team captain. For every good joke a player makes, that player that team gets a bell, which means one point added to their score. So B. Simone, who is on her team, makes a joke saying that Azealia Banks is so petty that she congratulated Cardi B on being a single mother. And disclaimer, Cardi B isn't a single mother, she's married. But that's beyond the point. But people laughed and their team got a bell. But Azealia Banks argued with her saying, no I didn't. Awkward. Then DC Young Fly said, Nick Cannon is so petty that he wanted to have Cardi B on the show, but he got Azealia Banks' little ugly, ugly self. If you are a fan of the show or have seen any of his roast videos, then you probably know that he calls everybody ugly. Then she said, we're not going to do that colorism stuff. And everyone is just confused as to what happened. They were just confused as to what just happened. It's still awkward for a moment. She then took a jab at him, calling him gay. DC runs around the set doubling over in laughter. Then the producers came in and stopped the game because the tensions were so high and Azealia, at least for Azealia Banks is in. DC Young Fly didn't say anything afterwards until later in the wild style battle where he joked about having braces without the wire on them and mocked the way her mouth looks with the braces. Then she started crying over the joke. Mind you, everyone is laughing over the joke. But to ease the tension, DC Young Fly went to these dudes that she came to the show with to ask what he did wrong. And they said that he was fine and that he did nothing wrong. So he, he conceded that she was just a crybaby. But I would beg to differ and say that not only is she a crybaby, but she is also a liar because she went on social media ranting a word salad of colorist accusations. Quote, I show up and some guy who's darker than me starts calling me ugly and being colorist. Then, all of a sudden, a choir of the most disgustingly basic local cattle call Urban Suedo comic fat because you sit in a chair all day, greasy soul food induced south of the Mason-Dixon self-hatred, backwards post-Jim Crow, post-traumatic slave disorder, true self-esteem, less ward of the state clowns with their low scale and highly unimpressive resumes start going off about how the beautiful Iggy Azalea looks. I never felt so much hate and rage for anyone else than I did in that moment. And to add to that, she made fun of Nick Cannon having lupus. Say classy. These are the ramblings of a petulant child. First off, Michael Blackson is darker than any of the cast and has gotten all the dark jokes thrown at him, but you never see him get upset. Timothy, Timothy De La Ghetto gets all the Asian jokes thrown at him, but you never see him get upset. So she was upset crying on the show, but online she is furious and calculated. If there is any guest that should be upset after taking several shots on the show, it's Tyga. But he took him like a G. Mind you, the jokes were centered around him dating a, dating Kylie Jenner when she was a minor. Has she not seen the show before? Nah, she has. 
Otherwise, she wouldn't have signed up as a guest and a performer for the show. It's clearly not a show where people make compliments about each other. But this is her M.O. when online or anywhere with a camera, even if it's a, at a comedy show. The op-ed I mentioned earlier tried to put Az Azalea Banks in the same sentence with Lauren Hill and Nina Simone in terms of being written off as a villain by the public. Framing that narrative is misleading because people love Lauren Hill and Nina Simone. Lauren Hill has been well respected by people and fans. They've been respectful of her pretty solitary lifestyle. Much like Kanye, 50, and Azealia Banks, Lauren Hill has been universally mocked. Case in point, her tardiness at her own concerts. Most recently, she was an hour late for her performance in Toronto. When she got there, she only performed for 45 minutes and a major chunk of it was spent criticizing her live band and tech crew. And to top it all off, she just canceled some of her tour dates. But you can guarantee that people are still going to wait for her next tour because they love her music. And while Nina Simone was battling her own internal demons, music lovers still appreciate what she put out while she was alive. I only see her legendary status uh, being more honorable because of the great music she put out. I centered this around uh, her more than 50 Cent because with a conversation like this, I always center everything, center this back to the music. 50 Cent has already made his landmark in the music industry. Azealia Banks has yet to, and I doubt she will ever get there with an album. She's a walking spectacle. The amount of brujeria she does is going to, the amount of brujeria she does isn't going to help combat white supremacy or help her revive her career. Her song and Facebook posts most likely have no correlation to a case of her suffering from mental illness. I can't feel any type of sympathy when she keeps acting like a vapid and vacuous annoying spectacle. She doesn't think, maybe the reason I'm getting attention, maybe the reason I'm not getting attention from my music is because I talk reckless about everybody and their mother. When you can't back up your annoying personality with some good music, you're not going to garner support. 50 Cent and Azalea Banks are terrible people. Make no mistake. But you know what will happen in the future? People will care about 50 Cent's music and other business ventures, while Azalea Banks' music will drift, into will drift into obscurity because she doesn't make it about her music. And more about what she can do to stir some attention. It's all about sheer projection and virtue signaling. She's not a serious person. At least whenever Kanye and 50 Cent fall short of being a good person, we have something to fall back on. And that is, get rich or die trying, college dropout, late registration, graduation, 808s and heartbreaks, and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Any Twitter beef that she gets into isn't going to manifest in, into some good music. So what I need to do here at this point is end this because I'm giving her more attention than she deserves. Let me know your take on this and I'll see you on the next episode.